The thing that always bothered me during Saturday morning cartoons was, how do cavemen deal with marital struggles and embezzlement? We're talking the Flintstones on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and go untreated for a concussion because you're too embarrassed to admit that you were filming a skateboard video. Uh, <laughs> my guest today, uh, we're rec- I'm excited, we're recording this right down to the wire. Uh, it's a hot-ass day. Uh, we're both already exhausted, but... Uh, Say hello. It's Hensmith. How are ya? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm trying to think. We took Improv 201 together. Was it two or was it Kristen's 301? Uh, oh, yeah. Maybe it was that. With, like, Drew and yes. other people. Uh, improv classes. What a time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I don't... Improv classes are fun, but I'm, it's, like, it's always been low-key embarrassing when somebody's like, hey, do you want to hang out, like, Sunday at 2 p.m.? And I'm like... No, I gotta practice improv. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, two months later, you're like, hey, come to my improv graduation show. No, it's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't come, and then I'm like, oh, I'll come to yours, and then I forget. So I really can't blame anybody. Yeah, no, I um, I go to this Improv Utopia camp, which is, uh, it's called Improv Utopia, and it's a camp, so that's... All I needed to say, but I yeah, picked that, up... Yeah, that's in Ireland, right? Well, there was one in Ireland, two in California, and one in the Poconos. Oh, And okay. last year, uh, someone flew in from California. I picked them up at the Philadelphia airport, and he was saying how, like, just in California, the... Everything is very flaky, so... Which I already think comedy is flaky here in Philadelphia, but... He was like, oh, no, if you, you you just lie and you say, yes, I'm going to your show, and then you never see them there. And I was like, <laughs> I kind of like that, because I want to be like, yeah, I'll go, yeah, I'll go, yeah, 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 and then, like, not go, and then also post on the wall and be like, it was great. Yeah, I mean, I usually will try to do that thing where it's like, if I don't go, like, if I know I'm going to see them the next day or something, or I'll send a text being like, oh, I can't make it, but uh, you'll do great. Like, yeah, I think... Uh, event like going to things in general has been ruined by like the facebook like interested part of it Mm -hmm. because maybe it was frustrating but interested it's like what does that even mean yeah and that's maybe what did they replace maybe with interested is maybe not a thing yeah it's well it depends it's weird i think it's like if it's a private event it's going maybe not going and then like a public big event is interested, going, or not interested. See, there needs to be degrees. There needs to be, like, either going, I think I'm going, it's a 90% chance, maybe, probably not, then no. Like, if I if I remember, should be an option. Yeah. Uh, and just, like... Like, if it's raining, I'll yeah. go if it's not raining. Or if it's raining, I'm going to very much overstay my welcome. Yeah. Because uh, that's how it is. I, <laughs> I threw... Uh, my friends and I threw a party last night, and uh, uh, seven people came, and we invited <laughs> 60. Ooh. Uh, boy, oh boy, those are not good ratios. And I mean, it was a good time, but it's just like, uh, this was very uh, sad that Facebook did it. it. It was our fault, too. We did not give enough time. This is the culture that we bred. This is what we're, we're reaping what we sow. 
Yeah, I mean, I in our in their defense, we were up against uh, a house show, and like a panel show. Oh. So yeah, why get drunk when you can sit quietly in an audience? Getting drunk. Yeah. First time that that's ever happened that people haven't gone to a party because like, oh, I want to go see comedy. Well, I would take like a panel show over a Harold performance nine times out of ten. Like I love seeing other like improv-y things that are not just an improv set. Yes, I agree. I, I haven't gone, I don't think I've gone to just like a straight improv show in like a year that you're not in. <laughs> yes, even then I'm I'm not really. That <laughs> you're present. just mentally checked out. No, but it's just like I go and not a lot of people are there, mm-hmm. and the other team is laughing really loud because they're like, "Yes, I understand that game move," and like an audience is like, "Was that funny?" It's like it's only funny if you know, and then we sound like assholes. Yeah. Audi- oh, can we curse? Yeah, I don't give a shit. Uh, it's not for kids. There's an ex- That's right. There's an ex- I made sure that there's a little explicit tag on this podcast. But what about so- the Mormons? Well, I, I was going to say fuck the Mormons, but uh, Tan France is married to a Mormon, I think. Oh. And I, don't, and I wouldn't want to upset him. Yeah. Who's your favorite queer eye? <laughs> Who's my favorite? Oh, I haven't queer. watched it. I haven't the watched it yet, yeah. But I do like Gay of Thrones, so that guy. Okay, Jonathan is great. Yeah, can I uh, plug a, a podcast? Sure, yeah. Uh, he... <laughs> Not your own, just one that no, you're a fan No, of. just one that I like. Yeah. It's called Throwing Shade, and he's on it, uh, I think, he's been on, like, four times, because um, the co-host of that show produces Gay of Thrones. Uh, oh, okay, that... That makes sense. Yeah, so it's been, and because I listen to it, it's like I'm friends with the Queer Eye guys. Yeah, oh, that's the hardest part about podcasts. Like, I've reached out to and I've met a couple, like, uh, podcast people that I adore. And it does feel weird because you do know all this information. I've said so much about myself. Like, if an AI listened to every episode of this podcast, they could very easily impersonate me and get into everything I love. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, NSA, if you're listening, I make no money, so don't come after me when I don't pay my taxes. Yep. Uh, and NSA, if you have a job opening in social media, let me know. Oh, yeah, uh, good. <laughs> oh, God, I've applied to so many social media managing jobs, and I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> I, uh, I worked at a chiropractor's office, which is something that you should never do, but they had their own part-time social media person, and... I was the, like the biller and the collector, and I truly think that I should have been the one in charge of social media because this person was like maybe sixty-five years old, being like, "Like, uh, like the status of you like chiropractors," and it's just <laughs> it was the worst plan. Well, I was gonna say like that's very much like for a chiropractor, like you just like ask one of the younger employees, like, "Can you just do this? Like, just post once a day." Yeah, no. Yeah, pay me, like, an extra dime, and I'll do it on top of my billing and collecting. Yeah. And also, I'll throw in a meme. Because <laughs> I, I need a social media managing job now, because in five years, they are not going to exist anymore. Because, reasonably, why would you pay somebody a full-time salary to post on social media and strategize? Right. You should get in before the bubble bursts. Yeah, but also, if you're an employer and you're listening to this, like, I'm good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, who knows? Uh, but anyway, so let's talk about, speaking of jobs, uh, the Flintstones, the uh, 1994 uh, film adaptation of the uh, 
uh, what's the word? Cartoon. That's the mm-hmm. word I'm thinking of. Ha- Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about why you uh, uh, chose this movie. Um, so you know when you're growing up and it's the summer and you're like, oh, it's a little too early to go outside and play or go to the pool because <laughs> I did have a pool membership. Whoa, you are uh, looking at someone okay, yeah. who had a pool membership. <laughs> Very jealous. And it was like, uh, you know, it's 8 a.m. I'm not going to go to the pool. My mom's, my mom's not ready yet. She didn't put on the pearls. She didn't put on the heels. So we put in a VHS. And it was either The Sandlot or Death Becomes Her, which I'm gay, uh, or Flintstones. And that's why I picked this movie, because I don't believe... Uh, Just in terms of how many times you've watched it? Yeah, like I know the movie in and out, and... I can say now that I've watched it as, as an adult, I'm not a fan. No, neither but am I. But I like it. I, I think the last time I watched this was like Thanksgiving. I think I was five years old in my aunt's house. And it was just like, we, we there was just so much downtime and none of us knew what to do. And so she was just like, oh, here, we have this movie. That's like a kid's movie. Right. And watching it now, I'm like, I, I must have not understood. Well, I must have just been like, oh, look. Uh, colors. Yeah, it's very aesthetically pleasing because that's all they had to go on for kids, I guess. Yeah, they were like, because a lot of adaptations like this where it's like a TV show and it's like, let's make a movie. It's, you know, they try to increase the scope. It's like the, like Rugrats. It was like, uh, they have another baby and that's a huge thing. Or like, uh, other ones. Wild Thornberries. It's like she, she loses her power and like, that stuff but this they were like oh we'll just stay in bedrock and like what if fred got promoted (laughs) i i i want to go back to the wild thornberries for one second of course um that was a spoiler i haven't seen the movie yet it came out um 14 years ago i think i know but it's on my to-do list and uh is the is the older sister busy phillips is it it should be if it's not Hmm. deb yeah i that wouldn't surprise me, because the, the Eliza is played by, um, what's her, Gretchen Wieners. No from way. Mean Girls. Yes. Wow. 100%. Also season one, Family Guy, Meg. So fetch. Yep. She was fetch with her big glasses and teeth. Imagine, <laughs> imagine losing your role to Mila Kunis. Yeah. That, I mean, but if I'm going to lose it to anybody, it's like. Yeah, she's cool. Because that whole... Have you heard that whole thing about how she, like, lied to get on uh, that 70s show? Oh, yeah. She was, like... 14. Yeah. And a baby. Like, we want adults so, you know, you can work a full day. And she was like, nah. And it was the most sexualized role on the whole show, at least for the first season. It was, like, her and Kelso just banging, right? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, that's not good at all. Oh, no. This poor... She's an immigrant. She comes over to this country looking for, like, you know, something to eat. And then she has to pretend to be in love with her future husband. Aw. So that's That's nice. a good love story. Yeah. Uh, wait. Where is she from? One of the other ones. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag not America. <laughs> I don't weird? know. Uh, is this political? I don't know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I stand uh, with the kids. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Yes. What if it, what if like this comes out literally tomorrow? What if somehow all of that gets solved by tomorrow and it's like, well, we missed the boat on that. Well, maybe it was like we did it. Like we put it into the universe and then it got fixed. Yeah, Trump is like, "Oh, something about the Flintstones." 
Uh, I also wrote during the movie, I was trying to think, uh, what would Donald Trump's uh, Flintstones name be? And all I thought was, like, Donald Trunk, like an elephant trunk. <laughs> like one of those orange, not an orange elephant. What am I thinking of? A giraffe? <laughs> no, like the hairy elephant. Like, a, oh, a boar? No. A woolly mammoth? A woolly mammoth, okay, yeah. Cool. He would Third be like time. a woolly mammoth with, like, a little hairpiece. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My My... Flintstone's name would be Rockweisman. <laughs> um, I can't oh think man, of what else it what would, would be. What would mine be? Um, Hen Smith. Hen. Hen, um, maybe is there some kind of rock formation called SM? Maybe uh, that. Well, SMYTH, that's like a Middle Ages thing. So like I come. I'm like in the sequel, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not the sequel, because that's even further in the past when uh, uh, they meet each other. Right. I was reading the Wikipedia for that, and they're like, it kind of spits in, like, the mythology of the show, because apparently, <laughs> like, Wilma and Betty, apparently they were both cigarette girls, and that's how they became friends and met Barney and Fred. What does a cigarette girl mean? You know, like, in the, in the 40s, when, like, at casinos... Women would just walk around, I guess, holding cartons of cigarettes. Oh. Kind of like how there's a like a, a waitress walking around with stiff drinks. I thought you were just like, oh, they, they just stand on the corner and smoke. And I'm like, you're thinking a pretty woman. Yeah, they, I mean, they're both very pretty women. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I. Uh. Jennifer Tilly as Wilma looks off, and it it was confusing me the whole movie. Wow. Who? In, Wait, was it what? Jennifer Tilly? No, no. In this movie, yeah, the one we watched, yes, Elizabeth Perkins, which is um, why did I think she's Jennifer in Tilly? That would be great. I actually have um, <laughs> a list of who they were considering for each role and who auditioned. Yeah. Um, for Fred, they wanted to get John Candy, which I'm glad they didn't because they would have had to have cut the whole movie had they shot it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Belushi, I guess. Same thing. Yeah. Or no, is he the one No, who... Jim. Jim's alive. Jim's alive. Yeah, yeah. remember? Because he went on to great success with According to Jim. According... <laughs> uh, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Chevy Chase. I would I would have loved to see Chevy Chase as Fred Flintstone, just to see him be miserable the whole time. Like, ah! <laughs> and um, uh, I'll just go through this real fast. Sure. W- uh, Wilma, Gina Davis, Faith Ford, don't know who that is. Catherine O'Hara, that would have been great. Uh, oh, that would have that would have been so good. Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Barney was going to be Danny DeVito. Betty was going to be Janine Turner or Tracy Ullman. And the best Easter egg, well, dinosaur egg. Nice. Um, that was very good. <laughs> they were trying to get Sharon Stone to be the sexy secretary, Miss Stone. And in the movie, her name is Sharon Stone. They just never changed it. That. Well, I, I thought it was so weird because Miss Stone was f- Miss... Fred Flintstone's secretary. It was so weird that they both had Stone in their name. Because it's like, oh. did they? It was to me. It was like, did they already run out of names? Well, <laughs> they ran out of puns because this movie has all of them. Um. Th- so the first credit, it pops up, fades in a f- a film by Steven Spielrock, Spielrock. and I said, "Oh fuck!" No. out loud to myself. Which. It's a lie, because Steven Spielberg had nothing to do with this movie. Yeah, I, I like, uh, did, like, the search and find on the Wikipedia page. He shows up once just because, like, so, some production company he was, like, affiliated with picked it up. Yeah. Which is saying, like, oh, I've had soup once, so I am Panera Bread. 
And it's well, it's also weird because the year before Jurassic Park came out, mm-hmm. another uh, great dinosaur movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he didn't do anything. Um, like, the entire movie, I was just like, I don't understand what this universe is. Mm-hmm. Like, it must be that they are all, like, om- omniscient time travelers because they're flying in a pterodactyl or whatever uh, as, like, an airplane, and the stewardess says, on your left, you'll be able to see the Grand Canyon in about four million years, which I don't get. How Clairvoyant. That- yeah, that doesn't make sense. Later, uh, Betty and Wilma mention Albert Einstein, which, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, well... <laughs> This is actually what, like, hardcore Christians believe, like, before Jesus times looked like. Because when you try to... I went to a church once. One time, and I was... I survived. Um, Judging by this living room, you definitely went to church a couple times at least. Well, yeah. Um, I... But someone asked the pastor, they were like, what about dinosaurs? Which, it wasn't me, but I wish it was. (laughs) But he was like, oh, no, humans and dinosaurs live together at the same time. That's how they trick you, meaning the scientists. So fully, I believe that the Flintstones is Christian propaganda. But it can't be because they talk about millions of years. And that's mm. impossible in Christian in Christian stuff. He tackled that, too. And he said, well, they had no concept of what, like, numbering or units meant. So they were like, yeah, that's a million years. That's a million dollars. That's a million whatever. Like, a year could be, like, a day back then because, you know, they're dumb. I've been convinced. I guess I'm Christian now. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's just, to me, it's so funny how much Christians are fixated with timing in that way. Like, Jews... Like, we'd never talk about, like, oh, like, this many years ago is when, like, the Bible stuff took place. So then what do you talk, like, what is... The the only real unit of time, we have two units of time that we mentioned. The seven days for creation and the 40 years that the Jews were wandering in the desert. Everything else is just kind of like, this happened eventually. Hmm. Except... I should convert. Yeah, you should. It's fun. We're, we are, Jews are so much fun. I'm jealous. I do have Jew envy. Yeah, is your boyfriend Jewish? No. Um, but, you know, we like the Rana and Beverly show. Yeah, you're, okay, you're Jewish. Yeah, yeah. we have Jew envy. You, you like Rachel Bloom, you're Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, like, have not really met that many gay Jews, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> I signed up for J-Date um, about it uh, more than before I met my boyfriend because I was... I had burned through all of them, and I was very desperate to... I was like, I'm not Jewish. I put it in the profile. I was like, I'm not Jewish, but, like... I'm I, a fan. Yeah, like, I I need to not be alone. S- save me. And how'd that work? Uh, I didn't get any responses. Oh, no. But I met my boyfriend, not from J-Date. That's... I mean, there. You still yeah. won. Yeah. Uh, I'm juggling so many dead ends, you'd think I was a barber. Uh, <laughs> Um, also, Fred Flintstone makes a flat earth joke. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, another, another connective tissue between Fred Flintstone and B.O.B., the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, did you see that the movie, uh, there's like a false start to the movie. Yes. And it's, it's the also credits. Also a false end. <laughs> yeah. 
This movie, so this movie doesn't exist. It's kind of like a movie within the movie. But it's also not. Okay, so the movie, so they go to the movie theater, like in the original credits right. from the cartoon, to see a film called Tar Wars, yep. created by Gorge Lucas. <laughs> the movie starts, and it becomes the Flintstones movie that we watch, and then the Flintstones movie ends... And then we zoom out, and they and the Flintstones leave the movie theater, which doesn't make sense. Right? Was there was no tar? <laughs> there was no tar. It's a movie about the people who are watching the movie. Um, yeah, it's like in the in the first Muppet movie when they go to see the movie that they made about themselves. I, you know what? It's because of the seventies and the nineties were all about excess and ego. Mm-hmm. So it's just like watching something that you're in oh i mean fred is such an egomaniac in this movie he's in he's an insane person he's a, he is i was gonna say dumb as a rock and i was like shit is that ah. is that stupid uh but he <laughs> he gets so confident so quickly uh and uh yeah and barney just kind of deals with it for a while i don't remember what the last straw was for oh it was it was like when they go to the restaurant and Barney is a dishwasher. Yeah. They didn't really do that great of a job showing that Fred and Wilma were changing. Like, there must be deleted scenes showing that they were being mean. Because they weren't being mean. Betty and and uh, Betty and Barney were just kind of internalizing their own uh, struggles. Well, yeah, because Betty, the one night when they moved in, she went in the house. She, they were in the house. And Betty looks out and sees Fred and Wilma in a hot tub, and she's like, oh, or yeah, whatever. they could have gone in. Yeah. Like, they they're, didn't... They're friends. Fred said that. He's like, oh, Bonnie, we're going to be the best. Uh, we're going to live together forever, or whatever. Well, in like later in the movie, Barney says, like, oh, you're going to make me chase for dinner again. So I think that was the first and only straw, is when uh, Dino took the steak off of the grill. Oh, Yeah. And so, really, Barney is a very short-tempered man. And a very short man. Oh. Yeah. I also hated both uh, John Goodman and Rick Moranis' voices in it. Mm-hmm. Like, they were doing that thing that, like, voice actors do when they're trying to do a specific voice where they'll they'll speak to one side of their mouth and kind of focus it that way. And the whole movie, John Goodman was kind of talking out of the left side of his mouth. And then you could tell that Rick Moranis was doing a dumb voice because he was like puffing out his lips the whole movie. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed Rick Moranis's lips. It was very funny. <laughs> I think he's the one who started the uh, the duck face. He did, oh, and he nailed it. Yeah. Uh, he, he's he's such a, a tragic figure in this film. He uh, like Fred gives him money to adopt a child. Right. Which I don't understand. They how that worked. The whole scene with revealing who this baby was. Oh, the weird monkey bit. Yeah, that I, I was like, what kind of fucking nurse does that? Goes clearly speaking to them, right? And then they're like, oh, and then Bonnie's like, I'll, tr- I'll treat him like he was my own son. And he's like, no, I'm talking to the Hendersons, idiot. I wrote down that this is the worst 101 Groucho scene I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this is your baby. Just kidding. It's another person's <laughs> baby. And uh, the fa- so Bam Bam, who is voiced by uh, the, the, origi- the Rugrats. Uh, no, it's the Rugrats. Um, Tommy. Tara Strong? Yeah. No, no, she was Maybe Pebbles was? But 
I, I could have sworn that they had the original voice person for Bam Bam oh. do it because I think they honestly just like took stuff from the show that was just him saying Bam Bam. Uh, Elizabeth Daly, I don't know. Oh, Elizabeth Daly is Tommy from the Rugrats. Oh, yeah. I think it was Tara Strong. I get because she also she does that. Just maybe she's fell in love. I don't care. I mean, I love Tara Strong. Tara Strong, if you're listening, I love you. You're cool. Uh, but yeah. Oh, but so they, he is a full brunette, beautiful head of hair, just needs a wash. They cut his hair into a bowl and then they dye it. He has blonde highlights. He also calmed down after a day and a half. Yeah. What a sweet kid. Yeah. Even though annoying, I would not want a Bam Bam. No, I'm child free. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's uh, part of the gift of being gay. Like kids don't have to happen. No, no, no. Um, yeah, uh, and like it was weird how like Pebbles and Bam Bam seemed like they were in love already because I know that happens like they do like a in a like a teenager adult Bam Bam and Pebbles show at one mm-hmm. point and they're in love and they get married then or something but they're children right and also no thanks <laughs> I don't care I, when I was a little kid I always thought that it was one of the Olsen twins being Pebbles because they look they yeah. Well, and, this was the height of Full House, I guess. So, like, they they were like, we got to get a bunch of little blonde kids. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I just, I also want to talk about Rosie O'Donnell for a of second. Of course. So, she got the job, not because she could do a good Betty, but because she could do the laugh. Yeah. But if you watch her when she's standing in the back, like, because she's the fourth main character in the movie. Yes. Uh, if you watch her while she's just standing in the back, she's committing and acting so hard <laughs> She is acting every second she's on screen. I am in love with her character in this movie. I don't care that she it's not I don't care that it's not great. She's committed way more than anyone else is. Yeah, I mean, well, cuz they filmed this really quickly because this was just while Roseanne was on summer hiatus. Is that a joke or That is true. They fi- uh if I remember the IMDb fact correctly, they filmed this in between the 6th and 7th season of Roseanne. But what does that have to do... Did she want the role? Who? Roseanne. No, but John Goodman. John- <laughs> I'm so, so it's sorry. like, he's just like, I know I gotta do this. He didn't want to do the voice. Yeah. But Steven Spielberg's like, you have to do the voice. The voices are so bad. They're kind of New Yorkish. It's... Yeah, it's... Like, I... I It first popped into my head the first scene when Barney and Fred are driving to work I think mm-hmm. and it's like the first scene and it's so like they're not trying to add any naturalness to the script they're very like yes indeed Barney oh, Fred. like it's yeah. so rigid and uh you also see way too much of John Goodman's dirty fucking feet I wrote down that this movie is single-handedly responsible for millennials <laughs> who have a feet fetish because there is so much male feet in this movie there's a shot when fred gets promoted where he puts his feet up on the desk and fred is out of focus and his feet are clear as day Mm -hmm. same with kyle uh, mclaughlin who is uh cliff vander vander cave uh who i guess is supposed to be a donald trump type figure i guess uh his feet are also in the forefront of a scene and i'm that's when i realized like this movie is for depraved people that also was another IMDb fact. Uh, it was that because all the actors were barefoot the whole movie, there was no glass of any kind allowed 
on or near set. I mean, that's wise. Yeah. Yeah. But I just love that. No glass. But also, going back to, uh, Will, because we briefly talked about, uh, like, Wilma and Fred being selfish or whatever, it's a single, half of a scene that Wilma is selfish, because, like, she's like, Fred, come on, that's your friend, like, Barney's working here? And then she gets angry at Betty, and then when they get home from, like, the club or whatever, mm-hmm. she starts throwing dishes everywhere. And it's like, what happened? <laughs> There is no consistency with tone in this movie, with character arcs. The part where, like, the mob starts going after him. Did I miss a part where there was exposition? So, like, he he fired his friends unbeknownst. They all become homeless? They they start living in a cave immediately. (laughs) And then the police are after him. What is the crime? Embezzlement. I know, but what, was that exposed? Because yeah, remember? So uh, Fred went through the file room, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I figured out what it is." And Kyle McLaughlin was like, "Oh, interesting." And you spent all that money, idiot. And then Fred runs away. And I think meanwhile, Kyle McLaughlin and Halle Berry call the police. Mm-hmm. He goes into hiding, finds a fake beard, and uh, and then the lynching mob they call it a lynching mob several times and yeah weird and uh uh uh-huh, it's weird like they're <laughs> fred and barney have like a two three minute heart to heart while they're both about to get lynched by the mob and the mob is like very quietly just standing they allow it waiting pa- patiently for their conversation to be over it's a nice lynch mob yeah I, uh <laughs> the the dialogue right before that goes uh barney pulls up and he goes fred what are you doing here and then fred says i'm getting lynched (laughs) and this the only time i laugh during this movie is barney and fred are like they're about to get lynched and uh barney drives a a snow cone truck Mm part-time and so a lady comes up and says i took a cherry like she took a cherry snow cone and then uh, barney goes i can't break a 20 (laughs) and that that was like the first time i laughed i was like okay that's fun it's like yeah that's it, though. <laughs> the only time I laughed, and I I laughed very hard, I had to pause the movie, is when Elizabeth Taylor suddenly had a roundabout, uh, 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 what am I trying to say? She had a 180. She had a 180 because he's now an executive, and Fred walks through the door, and she's like, there he is! <laughs> this, is this would also be Elizabeth Taylor's last film uh, role. No. Like she just, like not she died years later, but it's like right. she just never did another movie. They still play her perfume commercials as if she's alive. <laughs> I remember when she died, people were like, "Oh, she was even fashionably late to her funeral," which like, okay, that's weird. Do you like old stars? Like, do you like old movies? I do. I just don't know a lot about. Like, I don't know a lot about. I know more just about like her general like reputation, kind of who she represented more than like her actual body of work. Right. I mean, I watched Feud, which is about oh, uh, Joan I, Crawford and Betty Davis. Was that good? It was so good. It's. I'm a big Ryan Murphy fan. I, I'm so nervous with Ryan Murphy. Like, I, um, I, I heard Versace was good, The American Crime Story. I didn't watch that one. I heard it was good. Um, American Horror Story... I, every single season, I'm like, okay, and then I just keep forgetting to watch it, because I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Scream Queens is one of the best shows of all time, hmm. and it is 
a tragedy that it got canceled. I have nothing to say. But okay, <laughs> but I, so, I cool Jamie Lee Curtis. I, I have been waiting for my opportunity to just say to the public, to to America and the yeah, world. Yeah, here we go. This is your platform for Scream Queens. <laughs> no, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna sure. I'll I'll talk about Scream Queens. Uh, what's her name's niece is the best. Pretty what? woman. Emma Thompson. Oh, Emma no, Roberts. Emma Roberts. Emma Thompson in Scream Queens. Emma Queen. Roberts is great. Did you see Scream 4? Yes. She was great in Scream... I loved Scream 4. Scream 4 is the best... The best cinematography as far as Courtney Cox is concerned because they film her with such an Instagram filter... Yeah. ...that she looks maybe 14 years old. <laughs> Miss Roberts looks older than Courtney Cox, and I... I'm a fan. You should treat your leading ladies with respect and the dignity they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for years she was unfabulous, and now she's quite fabulous. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw that. I have no idea what that show was about. All I know is that she had a guitar. I. Yeah. I. <laughs> is it not the same show that uh, Jamie Lynn Spears was on? No. I also think that, though. That it, yeah, it's Zoe 101. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Speak of people that like feet, Dan Schneider, the creator of Zoe 101, and I Carly and Drake and Josh. Oh, yeah, he's Go a bad guy. Road. Yeah. Don't uh, do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Don't get into kids' entertainment, because that seems like the worst. Yep, I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, oh, Jay Leno made a cameo. Mm-hmm. Not as, like, Jay Limestone oh, or whatever. Right. <laughs> like... He's the host of, like, America's Most Wanted or whatever. Yeah. Well, and the, oh my god, the reenactment, Miss Stone, is the best. I don't remember, who were the actors, were those, like, p- notable actors in the reenactment? I, like, couldn't recognize anybody. I think the Fred was from Monty Python. Oh. But the woman who was supposed to play, like, sex, uh, Miss Stone is supposed to be sexy. And the woman that they got to play, the reenactment, Miss Stone, is, like, this four. <laughs> But tall woman with a very long, ugly wig. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was like, Mr. Flagstone, how could you? Or whatever. Like, and then he goes, I'm embezzling. <laughs> and then Elizabeth Taylor, the mother-in-law, is always like, oh, that dumb Fred. Like, uh, if, if he's arrested after six years, you can get divorced. Yeah. Or remarried. Yeah, you can remarried. remarry. And it's like, Mom, calm down. <laughs> You were very wishy-washy on him. She's my favorite character in the whole movie, though. Oh, the, the uh, mom, Wilma's mom? Yeah. Because, listen, she knows what she wants. She doesn't have a lot of time on this earth. Listen, when you're in prehistoric days, you're dying at oh, yeah. 60. Well, uh, 50. Yeah. 40. Well, Fred's dad lived to be 38, I think. Mm-hmm. Because he ate meat every day? Uh, yes. Red meat? Yeah. The food looks delicious in this movie, I want to say. You mean the the nine-foot-tall ribs at the that, end? That, they have, like, wooden carved food in every scene. <laughs> it's insane. I want to eat that leg of whatever so bad. See, I, I I'm not a huge fan of, like, the big turkey legs and stuff, because I feel like, because, like, you, I want it to kind of taste like, oh, I'm biting into just, like, a really nice, like, clean, like, white meat breast or something, mm-hmm. but it's always, like, very stringy, and, like, you get, like, the little, like, muscly talons or whatever. Well, are you referring only, like, have you had them at the Ren Fair? Uh, I believe so. I mean, not in years, but... I committed to eating one at the Ren Fair, and I thought, like, like, you know in their garbage cans at the Ren Fair, it's all half-eaten turkey legs. Yeah, 
because you're like, that's fun. And then you're like, oh, I understand now what it means to eat this. They're huge. And I committed to eating the whole thing I did. It was the worst night of my life. I had indigestion. <laughs> I was like in bed, just like eating Tums. I had to take a sleeping pill. Wow. But that's because I wanted to. Yeah. But I mean, it also helped. Like I, yeah. um, a, a couple summer, I was in London a couple summers ago and uh, I, there was this place around the corner that it was just like a really nice like chicken restaurant like it just had like chicken sandwiches really good and i never it's plot twist it's kfc yeah <laughs> it's called a kentucky fried chicken but uh um they had like the sandwich and it was like i think it was like uh chi- it was fried chicken cheese um it might have been like wrapped in bacon a little bit on a bun and like had like like coleslaw and all these rich toppings mm. and i was like you know what it's my last day, like, that's a special treat, like, kind of to signify the end of the the summer. I ate it. That night, I had such bad gas and indigestion. I was, mm. like, filled up. Like, I couldn't really go. It was, like, late enough that I was, like, okay, definitely everything is closed by now. Mm-hmm. So I was just, like, Googling, like, natural ways to relieve gas. And it Oof. was it was hell. I was I fell asleep at, like, 3 a.m. and woke up at, like, 8. And I was, it was awful that sounds awful and then i went on a plane (laughs) in ireland because i i went uh, a couple months ago i didn't realize i i didn't want to be like this self-fulfilling prophecy but i I kind of was because they really don't serve food in their bars or their pubs much especially not at night Mm -hmm. but i mean when you drink you want to eat food yeah and I, i i mean i would assume that they would have like like fries or chips or something like that. Right. They, well, they have like potatoes, which are potato chips, but they're cheese and onion breath or mm. cheese and onion flavor and you get yes. bad breath. Um, but I felt like such a fat American, which granted <laughs> I am, but at every pub I would be like, do you guys have food? Food. And like, they would just be like, no, I'm sorry. And it was horrible. I, w- I was in... I'm still hungry. <laughs> I was in Northern Ireland and we went to a pub and I was like, oh, I'm in... Ireland, I have to, I mean, Northern Ireland doesn't count, I guess, but I'm like, it's still a different place. Um, and I got, like, a pint of Guinness and some, like, like those thick potato wedges. Mm. And it, oh my god, Guinness is terrible. I'm sorry if you like Guinness and listen to this, but it's, have you had? Are you a Yeah, fan? I went, I went to the Guinness factory when I was there, and... Oh, that's, I would do that. It was fun. Um, but I did the... <laughs> I did the connoisseur experience, so you're looking at someone who uh, is Ooh. a connoisseur now. And <laughs> Very nice. They they give you four pints, or pints. Point. Points. Point. I'll get point. I'll get a point. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll press uh, the episode in this accent. There, there goes your, uh, your Irish audience. Aw, man. <laughs> um, but I had like four and a half pints, and I was so drunk running around Ireland. I'm telling you, like, the reason that people hate Americans is probably because of me. Like, I'm going into other countries <laughs> acting, but I'm not trying to act like a fool. It's just, like, what happens? <laughs> I, uh, I'm, when, when I was in uh, Europe, I was so, trying to be so careful to be as, like, polite and nice of an American as I could be. Like, the, the second or third day I was there, we went to, uh, like, like a cereal restaurant. Mm. Like one of the, like one of those things that you see on like now this where it's like this is a place that serves cereal or whatever. Yeah. And there were these kids, these like cockney little British kids, teens, and they were like, Oh, are you from America? 
And we're like, yeah. He's like, do you like Trump? And we're like, no, we don't. No, not us. (laughs) Yeah. And then the EU referendum happened. And I was like, oh, fuck, why am I here? Uh, When I was in Ireland, another example of just me acting American, they were going through their... Uh, vote no, vote yes campaign, which yeah. was the abortion, because abortion was oh, right. illegal uh, in in real Ireland, not Northern Ireland. The correct Ireland. Okay. Um, so, we wanted to buy, like, yes t-shirts, because voting yes means make abortions legal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have a vote, because I'm American, so I really have no business doing this, but there were, like, pop-up shops and it opened at 6 p.m., which if you're trying to pass a law, <laughs> open at 6 a.m. So we we got there at 12 noon, and we're pounding on the door. And this poor little inter- intern is terrified, and she's like, the Americans are here. They want to buy stuff. And I was like, uh, I don't really have any money. Can you just give me some teach? I'm telling you, I was the worst, and I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. But I ended up, it's because I wore the shirt that it is now illegal, so you're welcome. Well, good good job, yeah. I guess. It, yeah. it was all you. It was me. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, being a good American is so hard, because it's so easy to be just, like, a tourist mm-hmm. and just, like, walk around. But, I mean, I think, I think I did a good job. I was, I said please and thank you. Mm-hmm. I tipped, like, because in the UK, it's, like, in Europe, it's, like, you tip 10%, not, like, 20 or whatever and i think i did that nicely yeah uh even though they were like uh like water isn't free at restaurants so you can say tap water but they'll judge you and i was like i don't care i'm not paying like i'm just i don't want anything fancy i just want tap water right it's you're not like trying to make a statement by ordering tap water they also didn't care no they're just like do you want do you want like tap a sparkling and i was like Tap. Yeah, tap water, please. I'll, I'm not. I'll rich. tap that. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, now I'm trying to remember the name of that that chicken restaurant. I think it was called Bird. Wow. Yep. I love when like a bar is just called Bar, or like a pizza place is just called Pizza. Yeah, there's a place in Philly called NYPD Pizza, and it makes me laugh. I've never gone in there, but I'm just like, that's a good name of a of a restaurant. I believe that's in the neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. Live right by the. Uh, uh, the, uh, what theater is that? The Forest. Oh, I've never been there. That's a good theater. It's huh. a little, eh. We had, like, really high up cheap seats, so it was, like, kind of like, whoa, this is really high up. Wow. But it was a good time still. Uh, but, uh, let's see. What else is there about the Flintstones? Uh, nothing really. This is, a <laughs> nothing happened. Um, the whole end sequence where Fred and Barney have to save Bam Bam and Pebbles made no s- I didn't understand how they got from point A to point B. Like, Barney ran into all these walls, but, like, hitting his head once knocks him out. Right. And, uh, uh, Bam Bam is, like, this strong, insanely strong kid, and he can't, uh, escape from rope. Yeah, and when the big reveal that they're actually tied up on this flatbed thing... Uh, Pebbles screams, screams very, very loud. Oh, yeah. But she's just waiting to scream because she was there the whole time and (laughs) nothing was, like, on her mouth. Like, she could have just screamed the minute she saw her dad, but she waited for, I guess, the camera direction. Three, two, one. Ah! Ah! Oh, the B-52s are in this movie. I liked their song. It was a good song. 
I think. I uh. think that the what was missing in this movie was a hit song. The B-52s are not... It should have been like Wilson Phillips. Or like some... Uh, Queens Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like Nirvana because that was like 1994. That was like right before everything fell apart. Oh yeah, that would have been great. And uh, they could have done like a rock song. Smell Smells like... Uh, <laughs> smells like... Uh, smells like Barney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also, I, I went on the website for uh, that bird restaurant where I had that fried chicken sandwich, mm. and I'm still trying to figure, remember exactly what it was. You know what I think it was? It was, uh, it was, it was also, it was like uh, fried chicken, cheese, bacon, and instead of a bun, it was, it was waffles. I think <gasps> that, that's what threw it over the edge. Can I tell you my favorite sandwich in the entire world? Of course. Listen, I know that Friendly's isn't the best restaurant in the world mm-hmm. but if you want to have the best sandwich ever you go to friendlies and you order their honey chicken milk hmm. it is chicken tenders fried chicken tenders on two pieces of texas toast with bacon honey barbecue sauce and cheddar cheese and i think there's a ranch it is 1125 calories wow it's I, the best i would i've been curious about doing that like because I have days where it's like, oh, I just haven't eaten all day, and it's like 3, 4 p.m. Just like spending a thousand calories on a big sandwich. Get it in. Are there still friendlies? Over- I don't see them ever. You know, we're going to have to go to the Springfield Mall. Do we have to, though? <laughs> <laughs> Most malls are so sad. I'm by, uh, uh, it's the Plymouth Meeting Mall, for those of you in the Philadelphia area. And uh, it is a very sad mall. They were like, we're going to reinvent ourselves. So mm-hmm. they opened uh, an Escape of the Room store. Wow. Uh, and they also have this weird Legoland thing. I did an Escape the Room one time. Yeah. It was the... I got... Because I get very competitive and very intense. So immediately I forgot that it wasn't real. And we were like in some <laughs> sort of like fake mansion type situation. You were like, we're in the 1400s. <laughs> yeah. And you, ha- I put on like the suit jacket that was like in the fake closet. Oh my God, I love it. And they had like a corn, uh, corn cob uh, pipe. And I legitimately... Because you had to stand in front of this mirror and... You're supposed to like mime putting it in your mouth. But I didn't know that you're supposed to mime putting the thing in... in I put... This, Wait, why were you? Why are you supposed to mime? Is that like is you that were supposed to like? Re- <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to reenact like the uh, the the portrait that was on the wall to trick the ghost mirror into thinking oh. that you were the guy. Oh, that's interesting. So I put like the coat on Spoiler. and then the, the hat, and then you're supposed to just like put the pipe up like right up to your mouth. And I didn't realize that. And I was like, well, they're not going to unlock the secret door unless I look exactly like the thing. So I stuck this pipe into my actual human mouth that. 400 other people have touched and they were like okay we're done here and now i'm on my deathbed so yeah great um i yeah i've been wanting to do an escape room for so long i'm i am scared of that exact same thing that it's like i'm going to get very competitive mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like can you guys like focus <laughs> i was like we have to delete the files <laughs> they're like you realize none of this matter like i would i need to do a silly one where it's like clearly like Oh, you're in, like, a detective's office. Because there's one that I've seen advertised where it's, you're in the control room of Three Mile Island. And, <laughs> and like, the, I, 
why why would you want to pretend to be like oh we're about to be in a nuclear meltdown and all die very stressful like no one needs that there's a disco one in north jersey so it's like you have to escape club uh 50 what club 54 um yes yeah there's like a famous disco club oh yeah yeah um yes so they like modeled the inside of the room after the uh, Club Fifty Four, and you have to like escape it. I don't know what the threat is. Maybe um, David Bowie's after you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, they should do like a, a triangle shirtwaist factory escape room. See, that's sad. It's sad, but also not a bad. I mean, even though we kind of know how the escape went for them poorly. God, this got sad. Um, I talk about it I, when I was a Hebrew school teacher. I would talk about that with the kids, and boy, that was a bummer of a day. Maybe you can go full circle and be, like, social social media for, like, Jewish schools. That's not a bad idea. And, like, you've already got easy. your in, and you yeah. kind of know the biz. All right, guys. Listen up. We need a bunch of cute kids reading a Torah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, think I, could, I don't think I could ever be in charge of anything. And that's on the record. <laughs> don't hire me. Yeah. Oh, but book me. For shows. Okay, there. There you go. Yeah, you, you're good as an improviser, maybe not as a leader of a team, it seems. No, I don't. Oh, my God. And can I tell you this? Do yes. How much time do we have left? As much time as you want. Okay. So in Ireland, <laughs> again, you're talking to someone who has traveled. <laughs> mm. So in Ireland, I like posted on the Irish improv Facebook group wall thing. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be here from like April, whatever, to May, whatever any jams during that time and then some uh someone was like oh yeah at this show we can give you like 15 minutes and i was like perfect i'll get like a team together like because a bunch of americans were doing improv Uh at the time um shout out to improv utopia by nick armstrong look it up it's a four four night no four three day four night no okay you yeah (laughs) you'll figure it out it's a camp where you you do improv and it's fun um so a bunch of people were there, and I was like, hey, you and you, hey, so-and-so, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, come do this this jam with me. We'll do, like, a, you know, we'll do, we'll do a montage. Let's keep it easy. Mm-hmm. So people kept saying yes, 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 and I didn't know how to be like, oh, no, you can't, we have too many now. So I had about, like, 45 people oh say yes for a 15-minute spot, and then I was like, you know what? This will work itself out. I'm just going to tell the theater owner that this is what's happening. Oh, God. And then he was like, okay, you know what? How about you take an hour? And I was like, okay. So then there wasn't enough people for, like, kind of an hour. Because we were doing, like, um, like 10-minute spots now for, like... So I was like, now I need even more people. So I was like, you in the audience, you're on a team. You, you're on a team. So we ended up doing this entire group warm-up where we were all just mimicking sounds, kind of like past the phrase. And this poor team that we were opening up for, they just started improv like six months ago, this Irish team. They were expecting an audience of about seven people. And they were in the green room. They had no idea the whole time. And when they came out and they saw that there was about 150 people in the room and someone went up to them and it was just like, the Americans are here. And their faces went white. Not just because they're Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't help. But <laughs> but they were so great. And they did a Laurent. But yeah, anyway, so I'm a producer now. 
congratulations. Wait, so, so is that a thing? Like, oh no, the Americans are here for the improv show. Quick, <laughs> the Americans. Now we gotta do good. They're like, all we need is a one-word suggestion of anything at all. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you. You should move to Ireland. Okay, uh, I would love to move uh, back over there. It was so great the time that I was, cause I could. You know what? I, okay, so I was there in the summer. I wore pants every day. Yeah. And I, it was so comfortable. Like, I was sweating, but it was like, it, it wasn't... You're not painting a pretty summer. picture. It wasn't too... It wasn't... It was summertime, but it wasn't too uh, hot out. I I walked, like, three miles mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, like, just straight, and it was so great. Yeah. And the public transit's great, and I loved it, uh, but I don't think there are any jobs over there, so... It's, no, not... Oh, my God, I almost got turned away at, like, the whatever customs... Oh, yeah. Because they were like, why are you here? And then, because I'm an asshole, I was like, huh, comedy. <laughs> oh, God. And they were like, immediately, like, six other people were like, what do you mean comedy? Are you getting paid? Because you can't, like, go to there. You can't go to Ireland to, like, get paid. Be like, you can't work there without, like, a work visa. And I didn't oh, have a work right, visa. Right. So you can't do anything. So it was like, oh, no. I was like, I am a lying asshole. I am just going for tourism question mark and they were like wink wink okay yes go through but i almost didn't get through actually the same happened when i went to london it because uh i was supposed to have like all this information because i had like a student visa and it was like i was supposed to have all this information about like where i was staying how long like course information and i just was like i'm staying here uh and like Mm -hmm. i'm i'm taking like this class and they were just like well i mean you really should have more of this information. I mean, they were like, you probably should have more of this information on you, but all right, I guess, fine, you can go through, or whatever. But they were just, like, weird about it. And then I took a very expensive uh, cab ride uh, from one side of London to the other to get wow. to where I was living. They're very expensive. They are. Because they know they got you. Yeah, well, I mean, like, anything that you get right at the airport is going to be pricey as hell. Mm-hmm. And it was. Yeah, oh my God. I spent I spent like so much money very fast, and then the last few days of my trip, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have this oatmeal that I found at this Airbnb." <laughs> Just gonna go through it all and go from. Uh, I like I love I the few times I did an Airbnb, I loved it, but I'm also I would be so terrified of like doing an Airbnb, like being a host or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause have you seen those horror stories? If it's like, they just claimed squatters rights and didn't leave. No, but so, you know, you what? should good look up them. those ABC stories. No, not good for them. Good for them. I'm going on the record. You're, Stake your claim. You, you are a fan of squatters, but only if I'm the one squatting in someone's European villa. Okay. But like, not the other way around. Not like some random house in Wisconsin. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like, I want to live in, like, the cottage that whatever her face in The Switch. The, not The Switch. That's the, the movie about sperm. Yeah. The... <laughs> What's the movie where they're like, let's trade lives, The Holiday? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was a really pleasant movie. I don't remember anything about it, but I do remember that her house was very cute. I think they should, like, reinvent, remake both movies, The Switch and The Holiday, together and make a movie about, like, international sperm. The sperm holiday. Yeah. It's like, that's, it's basically like wife swap, I guess. Yeah, it's like swingers. Yeah, or a hall pass. Ooh. Eh, not, uh, not good. Well, 
that trailer, I saw that trailer so many times. They were like, you guys ready for Hall Pass? And we were all like, no, we don't want this. Wait, what is this? Hall Pass. I don't, I feel like I talked about this very recently on the podcast. It's that movie with Jason Sudeikis and Owen Wilson where their wives are like, fine, you can have a week and you can have sex with whoever you want. It's a Hall Pass. That's not what a Hall Pass is. Is it? That's like what they were saying. Oh, I'm thinking of like a celebrity list. Like on the episode of Friends where it's like, you have a Hall Pass if it's for like... Yeah, so it's just like, it's like, you can, you can like, find somebody, and you can like, have sex with whoever for a week. And then like, the whole thing is like, we can't do it, we're out of practice, because we've been married in loving relationships for for too long. Oh, that's BS. Yeah. I don't like this movie. Yeah, mid-2000s was a weird time for like, comedies, because they were like, oh, Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin was good, let's kind of like, be all adult sex comedy, and it was not. Are they not making a girl's trip too? I don't know, I... I still haven't seen the first, and I've been told that it's great. It's really good. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I know. I need to Well, Tiffany it. makes the whole movie. Yes. She is a rising star. She's all, She is a star. I, think I mean, like, she... Now. But she, like, did it. She's worn that dress so many times. It's all good now. Good for her. Like, where did she come from? Because, like, until, like, last year or two years ago when Girls Trip came out, I had never heard of her. Did you know... She, um... I listened to her audiobook... At 1.5 speed because I'm not an asshole and I need to get through this book as quick as possible. Every book. Sometimes I'll listen at two times the speed. Jesus I don't God. want to talk about it. I'm very talented. How do you How do you even like comprehend and like cont- like remember stuff? It's like the speed reading infomercial, kind of, but it's oh, like so speed you don't listening. pick it up. So you're just kind of, I feel like she said something about this. Yeah, but she, she worked at uh, bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and she was like the hype man for like 10, 15 years. Oh, that's interesting. And that, then that sounds that checks out. Yeah, she accidentally killed someone. It's a whole thing. What? At a bar mitzvah, there was like a very old man, and she oh. like gave him a lap dance, and he had a heart attack. Fuck. But the family was like, he died happy. That sounds like a bit story. That probably that didn't do, happen. That sounds insane. She, do you know about like the story about how someone bit Beyonce? No, yes, that was recent, right? Yeah, Tiffany Haddish knew knows who bit Beyonce, but no one else knows. Because it was Tiffany Hatch that did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the only explanation. It was Solange. Oh. Uh, I don't think it was. But I'm gonna go on the record because I don't want the beehive after me. You've gone on the record several times this episode. <laughs> it's my bit You're and I'm making sticking a to lot it. of declarations. <laughs> um, uh, do you have any uh, final thoughts about uh, the Flintstones before we kind of wrap things up? Um yeah, so they invented concrete, so that's nice. Yeah, named named after the CEO's <laughs> daughter. Concretia? Concretia. Um, oh, the Dictabird is also the best character. Yeah, I liked him. Um, he has a line called, I may eat bugs, but I have feelings, which I think is very, very cute and very funny. Um, yeah, I mean, just I'm just impressed with Elizabeth Taylor, Rosie O'Donnell, the bird, <laughs> Halle Berry as Sharon Stone. As Miss Stone. Um, it earned $342 million. Good for them. But not many fans. No. It's also the rare instance of, like, a sequel not making money. Because, like, usually it's just, like, a given. That's, like, if you make a sequel, it's so easy, it's going to make money. Well, it's a movie about, like, classism. It's not for kids. It's a movie about classism, embezzlement, possible adultery. Um, there is a death in it. Kyle MacLachlan dies. Yep. Um, 
It's not a kid's movie. I feel like, I just thought of this now, I feel like this movie could have been interesting if they went a similar route that they did with the Josie and the Pussycats movie. I love it's a great the movie. The- it's very frustrating that the the album isn't available to stream anywhere no no if you like i'm gonna give you a tip if you like that soundtrack listen to the band letters to cleo it's the same singer oh you know i think i think they've come up like letters to cleo has come up on my spotify once or twice yeah and I mean, i'll keep listening she's not doing much though anymore she's backup singer to uh, miley cyrus but for a while in the 90s yeah. they were they did the 10 Things I Hate About You soundtrack, you know. Oh. It's the same, like, okay. whatever. I'm for that. But yeah, I think that's my, that's my kind of final thought with this movie, that if it kind of doubled down on everything instead of just being, like, just, like, this weird, like, it just felt weird. Like, I don't remember anything about the original Flintstones cartoon. Right. But this felt so non-cartoonish except for, like, the set and occasional physics stuff. Well, I'm not a fan of the original because it wasn't my time, but I did have a Hanna-Barbera Christmas VHS tape where they did a song. Sure. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> a Christmas well, that song. that sounds great. Um, and I, I, one more thing. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out that John Goodman has bowled in every single role that he's ever played. I don't know if that's in his rider. It, it definitely is. It's, it definitely, he's like, I want to do a scene where I'm bowling. It's like bowling is boring i did it i went with my friend the a uh, couple weeks ago and it was fun but i was like i can't i can't imagine like being in a bowling league did you go to north bowl no i went to vicina whitaker lanes <laughs> oh the crown jewel of uh, uh germantown <laughs> wow north bowl is very fun they have tater tots oh i've been to north okay. bowl's great yeah i went there one time where there was a wedding upstairs oh that's a great that's a good idea it's a fun wedding they're not gonna last no if you have, like, a really insane wedding, then it's like, okay, like, if you guys are happy, like, we get it. Right, like... Do you hear that fun wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I went to a dry wedding once. Oh. Yeah, we drank out in the parking lot. Yeah. Just drinking in suits is my favorite thing to do. Because I get if it's like, we're going to do a cash bar, like, because an open bar is so much money. Right. But it's like, I get, was it just like a Puritan thing? Yeah, they were, like, super Christian. Oh, okay. But we all worked at Target. I don't know what that has to do with it, but it's like, you can't be too Christian if you work at Target, there's a right? Big, there's, there's a big Target on her dress. <laughs> <laughs> she had, like, makeup where it's, like, the Target dog on her, on her face. People who work at Target are obsessed with working at Target. I just want to say that. Again, yeah. I'm going if on I the wor- record. If I worked at Target... You oh, have a Target on your laptop. Uh, I do. It's a... St- a spot. <laughs> yeah, it's a sticker that says, I buckled up for safety. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, the, it's the dog in a seatbelt because uh, it was in the checkout lane. The self-checkout. It was great. Um, uh, but yeah, so now let's, I guess, we're going to rate it and mm-hmm. kind of rank it against all the other movies that we've seen, that we've talked about on the show. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, you can rate this movie on uh, on a scale of zero to five with any kind of specific decimals. You can be as minute as possible, factoring in whatever you like. Um, zero being the worst and five being the best. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, wow. See, it's it's... So much pressure. I can't be in charge of anything. Mm-hmm. Oof. And this this is the issue because I mean, you have fine memories of it as a kid, but it's just like, does it really hold up? It's tough. I'm gonna have to say, this is a 1.95. Yeah, that's 
Legit. And what is saving it? What's what's keeping it at, at you know such positive <laughs> is because it's very aesthetically pleasing, and there is star power. John Goodman is a talented man. Um, maybe not as Fred Flintstone, but he is talented. Mm-hmm. Um, Elizabeth Perkins, like I said, she is wonderful in Weeds. If you've ever seen Weeds, is she? She's not the main lady. In she's Weeds. Celia, who is like the neighbor when they lived in Agrestic or whatever the name was. I've seen the pilot of Weeds. Okay, she might not it. even have been on oh, the pilot. She's like so. the funny best friend, oh, but really, funny. she's just a bad mom. Oh, great. That's what we need more of. Her. <laughs> um, and I'm I'll go a little bit higher. I don't know why exactly, but this rating felt right to me at 2.26. Because mm. it's like, I think one for me is a little low, and I know you're, like, yours is kind of teeter-tottering on two, but mm-hmm. it's just like, it It just felt, so, this movie was weird. It was like, it was, I put it kind of at two because it's like, it wasn't even bad enough to be like, this is so crazy how bad it is. It was just like, right. I was more just like bored and perplexed. It was the whole time. It was longer than it should have been, actually. And it was pretty short. Yeah. It was an hour and 20 minutes, not including uh, credits. Very long credits. Um, So, crunching the numbers, uh, our score combined, we gave uh, the Flintstones a 2.105. Oh my god, you were either very good at math or... I have an Excel spreadsheet. Um, Hire him. uh, World. So, uh, that places the Flintstones... Slightly above Airbud Spikes Back and slightly below the emoji movie. Ooh, you know what? Now I feel bad. Cause th- I feel like this Don't movie be. is better than those. Uh disagree. I I would watch the emoji movie before I watch this. I've never again. seen the emoji movie. Give it a look. Why not? Yeah, I it's, think it's on Netflix. Yeah, it is. Uh and you i I've said this because the Emoji Movie has come up several times since I recorded that episode, and I just keep saying on air, like, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay. What What is the top-rated one at the moment? Uh, it's still Paddington. Nothing has been able to... Well, what to, a joy. You know, but what a joy. usurp uh, Paddington. No, that is such a wonderful story, and we're all privileged to exist in the same universe. Indeed. I still have to see Paddington 2. I promise I will get on it eventually, but I'm kind of busy trying to do, like, jobs, and that's kind of a, more of a priority for me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, listen, I know that you said that I had to pay you $400,000 to be a guest on your podcast, but I'm just not going to do it. Well, damn. I'm sorry. I guess this is going to be the first lost episode of Kidflix. <laughs> uh, so, Hen, thank you so much for uh, coming on and inviting me into your home. Uh, is there anything that you would like to plug or direct people towards? Um, yes. Okay. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I got in very early with Hen Smith Comedy, all one word. Wow. Um, I am neither... Yet really a comic. I do improv sometimes. But I just wanted to like get that name in there before it was taken. I don't think I actually had anything to worry about. What one when I first started Twitter, um and I, I had a second YouTube channel for a while and wow. they were Rossman official. Because it's like, you know, like people gotta know that it's an official account. Yeah. And uh then I was like, that's dumb. And I changed it to my better name, Mr. Wiseman. 
I also wow. think it was Ross Man Presents for a little while, and I was like, why? That's such a little booger shit, thinking that I was like, oh, I'm like this media tycoon conglomerate. It's fine. We're all dumb. Like, that's the thing about comedy, is that we're all, like... It's, like, so... The worst thing is, like, picking a name of, like, a show, or picking names in general. Any number. If you have numbers in your Twitter handle, you should change that. Like, yeah. unless it, it, like, is really specific and, like, makes sense and flows yeah. but it's like i if somebody's like like kiss cam 8562 or something what i want to f- what do you think that what do you think is their most successful tweet kiss cam 8462 yep. um probably like tweeting at ariana grande being like hey i saw you at the glendale mall or whatever yeah yeah that's that's how people in LA talk. <laughs> always, always talk about that Glendale Mall. <laughs> uh, I, know I, I can my... devote an entire hour to Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, by the way. So that's going to have to be on uh, my future podcast that I don't have yet. You know, when we talk about when we decide to cover Salmon Cat, I'll have you back on and we'll go all in with Ariana. I have 400 opinions <laughs> and I'm ready. Yeah. My boyfriend owned, uh, not owned, he was the moderator of a Miranda Cosgrove subreddit. Jesus. But that Actually, was back in when we were young. Yeah, I had a friend who, like, had a huge crush on Miranda Cosgrove. I think still does, and, like, his friends got him, like, a life-size, like, a fathead of Miranda Cosgrove. Where is Miranda Cosgrove? Doing whatever she wants. Google alerts, Miranda Cosgrove, okay. go. You know, I'm gonna Google Miranda Cosgrove right now before before we go. Because I'm curious, because, oh, you know what? The I guess the most recent thing she's been doing is the Despicable Me movies. That doesn't count. We don't see her face. Yeah, but we hear her voice. Um, what is, like, because she doesn't really do music anymore. No. I don't think so. I'm going to see, is there is there anything in the Google News for Miranda Cosgrove? <laughs> um, oh, she's joined, she just joined a, a comedy pilot on at CBS in March. And apparently, according to MTV, Miranda Cosgrove is having an iconic moment in rap right now. <laughs> what does that mean? What? Wait, uh, what? <laughs> she, uh, I have no... What is this happening? Are these just English words together oh, and they don't mean you know anything? What? It's like people are like referencing Miranda Cosgrove and iCarly in rap. So this guy, Rico Nasty, made a, a single called iCarly. A uh, little pump declared his admiration for her on social media. Oh my god. And baked a She is that bitch. You know what? Let's end it there. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we will hear you next week. Uh, we will be airing uh, the live show that we recorded uh, this past weekend at Tattooed Mom. So uh, get ready for that. And uh, go, go, Gadget, end show.